Welcome, Welcome to Pisces Rising. Rising. I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. We want to talk about astrology with you. Go deep or go home. Hey everyone, welcome to Pisces Rising. Hi everybody, good to be back. We are here to talk to you about progressed charts. This was actually a request that we received, so thank you to the person who sent that in. It's funny because we were really having progressed charts on our brains lately when that request was received. And it was a detailed request, which was super cool, actually, because when Ash and I were talking about, like, all right, how are we going to set this up? She was like, oh, the email had a lot of questions, and that was really helpful in being able to kind of outline our episode. So thank you for that as well. It wasn't just, like, what's a progressed chart, but there was a lot of sub-questions about the progressed chart. So that gives us some meat to work with. Yeah, I love that stuff. If you ever send in a request, feel free to be as wordy as you would like. It's helpful in narrowing down what we want to talk about. Um, so progressive charts is another form of astrology and way of reading your natal chart. Um, and Ash was going to kick it off. Um, but one thing that I think, if you remember, weren't you telling me that it came from the 1600s? Yeah, so it was, uh, Johannes Kepler was one of the first people to develop this. Um, I believe he was the first, but I might be wrong in that. But either way, it was the early 1600s, and it was very, um, like, a new form of astrology at that point in time. But many modern astrologers still use it. So... The progress chart is kind of like a micro-macro look at your astrology chart. It's kind of like a living, breathing thing. So yes, your natal chart will always stay the same throughout your whole life. It's the moment that you were born, the moment that you came into the physical world. And the progress chart is sort of a living, breathing model of that. So it doesn't take away from your natal chart, but it adds to it. The way that it's calculated is every year of your life is equal to one day in the progress chart. So in that example, let's say you're 20 years old. You were born on January 1st. That's your birthday, January 1st, 2002. So your progress chart would be 20 days after your birthday. So your progress chart, if you were born January 1st, 2002, your progress chart would look like the same chart from January 21st, 2002. So each day equals a year. You don't really need to know that information. That's just a little background. Um, if you're curious as to how it works, you can look up your progress chart. You don't need to know um, that. It's just kind of like a little factoid for you. So um, basically, it kind of gives your chart uh, an evolving quality to it. And it's really used for prediction more even than transits are. Transits can show you a lot of shifts. They can show you a lot of energetic and emotional shifts in your life. But the progress chart can really show you major happenings. And a lot of astrologers use it to predict big events such as like marriages or births or major career changes, deaths, things of that nature. Wow, that's funny because I knew a little bit of that, but was looking at it from more 
That's not what I've been using it for yeah. at all. Um, and when I think of it and beginning to use it for people, I think of it as not predictive, but how you might emotionally handle the events happening right now. So the predictions actually happening or unfolding. So say you experience, you know, a transit and something happens, like you get into like a car accident or something. The and then like you can't use your arm for a year or whatever. Uh, that would be the experience. And then, you know, you look at the progress chart and like if you have, say, a moon in Aquarius, you might be fine to read a ton of books while you're like held up. And it's like an opportunity to go into this reading time. Um, and then you're like fine and you can handle it really well. But then all of a sudden, say, the moon shifts from like Aquarius to Pisces, like six months later, that and you don't want to read a fucking book anymore. You start drinking, you start swigging, and don't yeah. like take okay as good care of yourself. So that's the I've I've really dove into it in a very personal myself way. So I haven't. You gave me my per, per, first progress chart reading. I hadn't had a reading from anyone else but now I'm like going down the rabbit hole I guess Marcos has progressed moon like I can really see it emotionally with people that I know but I didn't even realize it was used for those predictive measures so now that's a whole nother that's you just like ripped off a band-aid yeah (laughs) it's funny because I'm with you I really only started doing progress charts probably a little over a year ago and that was thanks to Ellen who's been a guest on this podcast before she gave me a craniosacral session and asked me what my progress sun, moon, and rising was. And I was like, I don't know. Let me look that up. And, I, you know, I knew a little bit about that, but I hadn't been using it. And I told her. And so she incorporated that into the session, and it was amazing. And I was so curious about it. And, you know, I'm definitely still learning. And I've only done a few professional progressed readings. And so I haven't really used it for prediction as much either. I've been doing it more personally as well but in doing readings for other people looking at the progressed things like when they started for instance like looking back at when somebody's sun sign shifted into a new sign they would be like wow that's when I you know quit school to like when my progressed sun entered Sagittarius it's when I quit school to travel the world so they're like you know, certain things that will line up or click into place. Uh, and it's. I think that's one of those things that I'll probably observe more over time as I do more readings. Yeah, as you just said that, I'm like anticipating to talking because I'm getting this fucking crazy, I shut down the shop with, like out of nowhere, I'm just like, I'm going to close. I don't want to do this anymore. And my progressed moon was in Aquarius at 29 degrees in the 12th house. So I dismantled that whole thing. It's like, okay, a radical change. Yeah. And then complete dissolve of everything you own and all this stuff. Yeah. With a kind of, not ambivalence, but like a perfectly natural, all right, see you later. What I, and then threw away lots of clothing and lots of like... Detachment. Just, yeah. yeah. Detachment and dissolve. Yeah. You know? That's, that's cool. That all happened during Progressed Moon in Aquarius and a letter writing project. So that could be predictive, too. Like, I could have almost, if I had known about progressions, all that stuff makes sense to do. And now that you look back, you're like, oh, my God, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
So one of the questions that the person asks is how often does the progress chart change? So you really, you know, you could get a transit reading every few months, I feel, but you would probably not want to get a progressed reading more than once a year, I'd say, and even then not much might change. Uh, the thing that changes the most is going to be your moon sign. That's going to change every two, two and a half years. Well, actually, the ascending, the, but you don't, the ascending changes the quickest. I think it changes about three times a year, okay. I think. But it um, is not always used because, you know, it's essentially like constant PMS. Yeah, exactly. You know, because okay. it would always be changing and shifting. But it does have... An effect you you wouldn't really incorporate it I think in a I was listening to somebody else talk about it and they were saying you wouldn't incorporate it if you were using it for predictive astrology okay yeah the ascendant because it's more of a it, that's so abstract yeah I have a list of all my my progressions okay yeah so the it changes about every two two and a half years the moon will change and uh yeah, so it changes every two and a half days in the sky, and that's how, like, you think about it. If you, another way to kind of understand the way your planets are moving, like Ash was saying, the sun is a year um, for a day, so you can, you're eventually going to move into, like, the next sign for 30 years, you know, so if you were born on the cusp, Say, for example, like I'll just use my birthday, March 18th. Um, I was a Pisces. My progressive sun was a Pisces. But by the time I was two, it progressed into an Aries sun. It's as if the sun like never stopped moving when you were born and slowly moved into um, Aries. So that made my progressed sun in Aries and my natal chart in Pisces. So at two years old, you know, I was maybe more physical or more tapped into the Aries. And I actually was thinking that this probably saved me from being a lush. Yeah. Because if I stayed Pisces, Pisces for so long, I probably could have been a big drinker or had some sort of addiction, addictive problems. Right. But as my son progressed into Aries so quickly as a young child, and I experienced my, um, you know, youth from more of a child's, you know, like a, more of a fiery perspective, it was kind of a saving grace. Right. But your moon... Um, changes every two and a half years, and in the sky, it changes every two and a half days. Yeah. So you're going to go through all of the moon signs by the time you are 28 years old. Right. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, a macro moon phase, but yeah. in your life. And yeah, so Mercury and Venus and Mars might change signs depending. I, well, they'll definitely change signs for you, but it's, it's less common, um, less frequent. And like, for instance... My Mercury, my progressed Mercury moved into Leo when I was about one year old because my Mercury was at 28 degrees Cancer. And then it was there until for 15 years. So, um, yeah, Mercury is not changing very often. Um, so it take about 15 years to move through a single sign. And Venus and Mars would be about the same. Um, and the outer planets are not going to change at all. They might station uh, retrograde or direct, which we can get into in a minute. They might move a couple degrees forward or back. And um, the aspects are the other things that I'm going to look out for, but we can talk about that in a second too. Yeah. That might be a whole other episode too, actually, yeah. even though there would only be one or two aspects. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it's very evolutionary. It's almost like your chart has a pulse and it keeps kind of going and going. And it's just the experience of learning and growing. So it also is going to make sense as to why you might not identify with your natal chart sometimes. Because if you go into this other facet for like a really long time and then have experience through the moon of a Taurus when you're a moon in Aries, you know, you might be like, oh, I don't feel like I have a moon in Aries because Aries and Taurus, you know, it just might feel extremely different, which that would be a little bit more early on too, I think, though. Yeah, when you're a child, there might be some dissonance internally there when you progress moon moves. Yeah, and it doesn't, the thing is, when these change signs, it doesn't change the fact that you are, you know, like Heather is a Pisces sun. She's still a Pisces sun, even though her progressed sun is in Taurus now. She's still a Cancer moon, even though her progressed moon is in Aquarius about to go into Pisces. But um, what it does is it, it just adds dimension to it. It adds another level or layer of information. Yeah, and depth. Yeah. Or limits. Limits, yeah, for sure. Um, for instance, uh, to share a personal example, so my my natal moon is in Sagittarius, and last year, um, around like June or so, my progressed moon moved from Pisces into Aries, and I started to feel so much better because like Aries is more is closer in energy to my natal Sagittarius moon, so that almost makes more sense together. And I started to feel more like myself. I started to feel a level of more clarity. When my moon was in Pisces, that was kind of difficult for me because that was overlaid on my Sagittarius moon. That's a square. You know, those are both mutable signs. It's creating a square internally. So it's just a layer or a level. It doesn't change the fact that I'm a Sagittarius moon, but it adds some confusion in when it's in Pisces. And then when it moved into Aries, it's like, okay, fire on fire. I got this. So, do you think this is an astrology geek thing? Yeah, this might go over the heads of some people. I mean, I literally have been studying astrology for most of my life, and I didn't start diving into this until like a year or so ago. Yeah, same with me. And part of it was the calculations, Mm -hmm. which now actually kind of like make perfect sense to me. But even before the podcast, I was like, I don't know how to explain it. I was just like... Do you want me to do that part? I'm like, yeah, because I could see it and understand it, but it's just like very hard to articulate. And when you had to do that stuff by hand, like like doing pro- a progressive by hand was a whole nother thing. When I when when I do charts for many years, I didn't use the computer, um, and the thought of calculating a progress chart or a synastry chart turned me off so bad. It was like, it took me long enough to figure out how to draw out the natal chart that I didn't want to, or even actually the transits too. Yeah, that's Calculating those manually were challenging. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's very, it, it is advanced. And, you know, this might be one of those episodes that you return to later on deeper into your studies and it starts to make a little more sense because it's, it's definitely advanced. This is like advanced. I think astrology. actually what I was going for it is like if you it is you're right, it's advanced and it's something that you would really use for yourself if you were an astrologer. You can like go 
go deep and also make your life significantly easier if you know enough about um so when you are looking at your own progress chart or at least this is my experience as an astrologer looking at my own progress chart I feel like it's easier for me to interpret because I'm interpreting a facet of myself instead of the natal where when I look at the natal I'm just like oh yeah I know it it's easy I don't even like try or even think about it I just like have the experience and give it a context but with the progressive chart you can look at it read it and then the experience makes a lot more sense because you're not carrying it around with you but you're more like trying it on or yeah. going through a phase or you like just having an experience and like feeling differently it's like if you say I will never do this. Well, maybe when your progressive moon goes into Aries, you will. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of energy. So I have not done a reading professionally. I could see where it would be helpful, but I also feel like you might need to know the person or have a working relationship with them. Or it's like a, a also kind of like a therapeutic energy as well. But I feel like it would be really hard to go deep fast. Yeah, I personally wouldn't do a progressed chart for someone who I hadn't read a natal chart for just because it requires you to almost know the natal chart, like yeah. you're saying, because it's adding dimension to that. I could maybe do it, but it it might not be as spot on. Um, the aspects, so aspects are forming in your progressed chart. Uh, they're forming between different planets. Uh, the moon will make some aspects and those will last um you know a few months usually and uh occasionally the sun will make aspects i and personally i have a progressed sun square saturn that's been going on for four years and it's ending this week so thank <laughs> oh man that's awesome yeah thank god for that um because i felt it i literally felt it and I felt it, like, I didn't learn about progress charts till you know, a year and a half ago or so. And when I looked that up, I was like, oh, like, I know that aspect from doing transits and natal charts. And so it's the same type of energy, but it's, like, something that entered temporarily. And God, like, that, I really felt that. Sun square Saturn is heavy. It's uh, responsibilities that you never asked for. It's, like, feeling like you're not allowed to be happy, like something's holding you back or something's keeping you um, from feeling light. And I really felt that over the last four years. And uh, I can feel it lifting. Like, the last, you know, would have peaked probably about two years ago. And I can feel it starting to, like, lift. But, you know, once you look back, you know, some of those Sun, Venus, Mercury transits, uh, progressed transits, will last for years. I did a, a progressed reading for someone. And we looked at one of these Venus transits, that progressed Venus transits that she had. And I went forward 30 years and it was still with her. So it's like, this is your life now. And that's part of the progressed stuff is yeah. some of it will last for your entire life. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I find myself thinking back and how I felt and what I was like and comparing it to my progressed chart, which is interesting because progression is about moving forward. But I guess you can have progress backwards too. Yeah, absolutely. We should talk about retrograde and then moving the degrees moving backwards in yes. progress charts. Yes. So 
I guess that's it. But oh no, because you were saying it could go back direct. Yeah. So, so let's say let's say you were born during Mercury retrograde, and maybe uh, Mercury stationed direct like three days after you were born. So in that case, your progressed Mercury would go from being retrograde to direct when you're about age three. So then you would experience more of the energy of having that direct Mercury in your energy field. And um, just like that, you know, a planet can station retrograde. So you might have been born with Mercury direct, but let's say... 30 days after you're born, Mercury goes retrograde. Then when you're 30 years old, you're going to have a progressed retrograde Mercury. And then it can start to move backwards. And so you can go through the same transits over and over if that keeps happening. Yeah. And when you're looking at a progressed chart too, so if it is in retrograde, say, and it to say it was right in the middle of retrograde, and it was at 15 degrees, like... Aquarius, usually Mercury goes into retrograde when the sun is in Aquarius or when Mercury is around Capricorn Aquarius. So if it's in retrograde at Aquarius, like 15 degrees and and your progress chart, the degrees in Mercury would go backwards, similar to the note. So it would go retrograde like 14 degrees, 13 degrees um, as time went on. But then it could also change and go direct, like Ash was saying, in um, your lifetime as well. Yep. So that's interesting. There's so many levels and layers to it. And, yeah, there's definitely ways to get your progress chart. You might have to look at it to fully understand what we're talking about if you haven't seen it. Um, the Time Passages app that we use will show you your progress chart, but unfortunately you can't. That one doesn't show you when certain aspects are lifting or beginning. You just kind of have to put in the day and see. Um, but it's good for just kind of seeing where you're at right now. Um, I'm sure there's websites that will give you a more, like, cohesive, progressed. And if you know enough about it, like, even if you don't know about progressions, but you know enough about your natal chart and you just read, like, where it is, that alone... And you know enough about astrology, like you, you will be able to think about it without reading it or figuring it out for a while. Like if you kind of know enough about astrology, because that's always the way it is with, you know, like you might not want to learn the next thing like synastry or progressives. But always, if you know the, the astrology planets and your natal chart, um, you don't necessarily need to know the calculation to have a great understanding of how it influences you. So once you see where your progressed moon is and you know a bunch and say your progressed moon is in cancer and you know a bunch of people with a moon in cancer, you're going to be able to see and feel and resonate with that right away. So if you know enough about astrology and you care to learn about progressed charts, it's going to be a pretty easy rabbit hole to go down pretty quickly because it's also obvious. Yeah. And that's that's what got me hooked in when I was like, oh my God, when I saw how obvious it was. It like upped the... I'm never really bored with astrology, but it upped it. You know, it's like I needed something new yeah. and didn't realize it. And it was like, wow, this is a whole nother thing. Because... A lot of people are like, oh, human design, oh, learn this, learn, learn that. It's like, I look at the natal, 
and that's like enough. Like natal and transits is like enough. That's enough infancy for me. Oh yeah. You know, so to have something exciting like this kind of pop up is like, oh, it's cool. And the reason why it's so magic and resonant, I think, is because of its accuracy. So yeah. if you're in it and you know enough about it, you'll be able to see immediately that it is very accurate. Yeah, and the one thing that's cool about it, too, is it's definitely an ongoing lesson, but at the same time, you don't need to check it as often as you would need to look at your transits to see them changing. Because they really, your progress chart really only does like one or two things a year. You know, yeah. It's not going to be doing much, so you can leave it for a while and come back to it, and you're not like missing anything. Whereas if you miss a day with looking at your own transits, you probably missed at least something Yeah, with the moon or whatever. Yeah, progress charts are like a Pluto transit. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's going to last. You're going to feel it. That's why it's accurate, I right. think. Because you're like simmering in whatever it is for a long enough time. Degree by degree, too. Right. You know, where your natal chart, like you learn to live with yourself, but this is your evolving self. Yeah, you were sharing something really cool before we started recording um, about how it's sort of like a lens that's placed over it. Like you were thinking about your Cancer moon. Yeah, it's like... It's like um, filters over who you are or like an accessory or a staple, more of a staple. Um, but, but I see it as opposed to like be able to put it into words. And it's the way that the visual for it is like these filters over your planets. So it would, my natal moon is in cancer, which to me, that's like a pink, you know, color. So as my progressed moon is heading into Pisces, I kind of feel this blue energy of Pisces, this like deep ocean, Neptune, vast, like, you know, um, dissolve energy. It's like this color, like light blue, like it can melt away and it's like going over the pink. So it, and it actually literally like looks like a moon to me. But then the moon is going to progress to Aries. So that filter to me looks red and it just covers the pink moon and changes the color a little, you know, changes the saturation, adds to it or mutes it. That's beautiful. Thank you. I really like that. And now I'm thinking about mine. It's like my Sagittarius moon I think of as like bright orange or something, like something neon. And then the when I had the Pisces over it, that blue, that like icy blue, it's just kind of like a clashing yeah, colors, and then when it went into Aries, that red came over, and it's just like super vibrant. <coughs> hmm. Yeah. So have fun with it. I feel like you could like paint out these things if you if you're artistic or whatever, you know, or just even just feeling it inside yourself. It's cool. Yeah. So let us know if you have any requests for any other topics, and we will be back soon. Thanks, everyone. for listening to Pisces Rising. You can find us on Instagram at Pisces Rising Podcast. Email us PiscesRisingPodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Have a magical day.